contention no more struggle no more challenges no more battle because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle and God said after today you shall rest from your battle the battle of your marriage the battle of your business the battle of your finances the battle of your sickness the battle of your shame the battle of your disgrace the battle of your setback the battle of the pains you don't want to forget God said you will rest from your battle And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, head pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. If you look at the death of Christ, you would think it's a tragedy, isn't it? But it was a divine placement that he needs to go to the cross and die. If you look at the death of Stephen, you would think it's a tragedy, but it was a divine placement that Stephen definitely needs to be stoned. If you look at the death of, 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 of John the Baptist, you would think John the Baptist, it was a mistake. But it was a divine placement that this is how it's supposed to happen. In divine placement, God orders our steps. The steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. It can only be ordered in divine placement. So children of God, if you believe you are a child of God, you have to know that God divinely will order your steps by the placement of where he places you. I know the thought that I think towards you. A thought of good and not of evil that I will give you a future and give you a hope. So if there is a future and there is a hope for me, then God will order my steps into that future and into that hope. So I will be divinely be in place so that I don't fall off. It is not by mistake you met the people you met. It is not by mistake. But you can only understand this if you understand divine placement. It reveals God's perfect plan. That is one. For us. Don't forget this. Two. It reveals our source or identity. It reveals our source or identity. Genesis 2.7 Significance of divine placement. Point number two. Whenever you find your divine place, your divine placement will reveal God's intended source. It reveals our source or identity. Genesis 2 7 says, And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Listen to me. Man, by divine placement, knew that he comes from the earth. Are you understanding me? So we are dust and unto dust shall we do what? Return. So we, no matter what we do to this body, if you understand divine placement, no matter what you do to this body, whether you bleach it, you color it, you paint it, you do whatever to it, wear the most expensive clothing, the most expensive shirt, do whatever it is, you know that one day, one day, this body will return to where it came from. So the, your ability to be content in life is based on you knowing where God pick you from. Your ability to be humble is for you to know where God picked you from. So when you understand your source, that out of the dust you were made, it humbles you. It makes you become wiser. It makes you to know how to live your life. So in divine placement, humility is revealed. In divine placement, life is seen. In divine placement, we identify our source. And that gives us a reference point. Because the abode or the reference point of everything is what gives you supremacy or strength. Are you understanding what I'm teaching you? So, 
it is important for you to know that no, this is where I belong. This is my soil. This is who my people are. This is my village. This is my family. You might choose somebody to be your father, but you cannot deny the source. You can choose somebody to be your mother. You can't deny the source. You can nationalize. You can go ahead and nationalize or change your identity. But where you were born, your origin can never be changed. It reveals to you and I, our source, where we are coming from, our identity of who we are, our originality. So the originality of man is from the dust. Tell the person you came from the dust. Tell the person you were formed from the dust. And to form something is to put things together out of an existing material. So out of something we were made, we were formed. Amen. The next thing, let me take you point three. It also reveals God's intended estate, shelter, abode, protection, or safety. Whenever you find your divine placement, your divine placement will reveal God's intended estate. When you talk of estate, I'm talking about properties. I'm talking about occupations or, uh, sorry, of, of, of having things or occupying. So it reveals God's intended estate, shelter, abode, protection, or safety. You cannot talk of safety if you don't know where God has divinely placed you. Genesis 2.8. Genesis 2.8. The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden and there he put the man whom he had what? Formed. So if you cannot divinely find where you are placed, you cannot even possess anything. Hello? Those who knew where God has placed them, they are those who are able to have assets and be able to put this. If you cannot be divinely placed or you don't know where divinely God has placed you, my brother, you will work, you will tell, but you will bring in nothing. Can I hear an amen in the house? It's very critical. Tell someone divine placement is key. Tell another person divine placement is key. So it gives you that estate, that shelter, that safety you are looking for. The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden and there he put the man whom he had formed. And remember, I defined to you, placement is what? To place something in a place to be what? Profitable. So God finished it and picked myself. Boom. This is where you belong. And as far as you are here, you become in Eden. The word Eden means a spot. That is what Eden means. It doesn't mean there were no men on this earth. There was. But the Eden means that that is the divine place of God for mankind. So it's a spot. God picked them and placed them in that spot. And it says that if you are in this spot, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it for you. Whatever you are looking for, you can get it. So be here. That is why when God came in in Genesis 3, he said, Adam, where are you? In other words, where have, why have you moved away from your place of divine placement? Because I can only get to you in that place. Because that is the agreed position I want you to be. But why is it that I came there and you were not there? It doesn't mean God did not know where Adam was. 
but God was speaking to Adam in terms of reference point of his divine placement. So this morning, the question I want to ask you, where are you? You can be physically in this house, but your mind will not be here. You can be physically be here, but your heart will not be here. But you have to understand that when you are in divine place, you will even be naked and you will not know. When Adam moved away from God's divine place, when Genesis 3, he says that, and when I heard, I, I realized that I was what? Naked. He saw his nakedness. But ladies and gentlemen, all this while, Adam was not wearing anything. The guy was naked. Adam and Eve were naked. They were seeing their nakedness and nothing moves them. They don't have a problem. Because why? They are in their divine placement. When you find your divine placement, your nakedness is even covered. Your mistake is covered. Your challenge is covered. You, you, you might not have something, but people will see that you have strength, yet you know that you have a weakness. But when you are not in your divine placement, in fact, no matter what you will do, your weakness will show. Because you know why? Grace will not be there for you to function. So tell somebody, don't try to be who you are not. Amen. What you will have and it will suffocate you, somebody will have and will not even feel anything. It's just like levels of car. There is a car you will drive. Just by placing one, boom, your whole salary is gone. Amen. So if you're thinking that you would be able to be there and you jump to go and have that car, you are always in debt. Debtors will be chasing you. However, that person you saw that you were jealous of and you were desiring so much to have that person's car. That person, that is the person's surplus to fuel that car. So he presses, he presses it or he presses room and it's okay, he's moving. He doesn't even think anything. You meet somebody in the restaurant and the person was eating big time. You say, ah, I also want to be like him. So I also want to order and eat like that. When he finished eating, he just pull a card and pay. He walks away, he doesn't have a problem. You are not going to take all your investment to pay for that food. Tell somebody divine placement. You see, divine placement helps you to know how to plan your budget. And you don't get disturbed or troubled by what somebody is wearing, what somebody is eating, what somebody is driving, what somebody is having. You are okay with what you have. Once upon a time, I didn't have a car. I was comfortable. Once upon a time, I didn't have shirt. In fact, I didn't have clothing. I didn't have anything. I didn't have shoe. I have only one suit. And my dad was my wedding suit. It was bigger than I, but I always wear it with joy. And I never, mama, I never complain. I, I celebrate what I have. And up to today, that has been my life. What I don't have, I don't push for it. What I have, I am content with it. So I know how to abase and to abound. Are you understanding me? I tell people, whenever you see me with something, don't try to be. Because you can break your back. And it's very critical. So it is key for us to know how God deals with us by divine placement. What someone can do, you cannot do. 
That's why it is said proverbial that all the fingers are not what? Equal. It is divine placement. Don't try to be the thumb when you are supposed to be the index figure. Can I preach? So I speak to all ladies, I speak to all gentlemen here. Be moderate and know where God has divinely placed you. Be moderate. Be moderate. Sometimes what somebody is wearing might be even a force. But the person knows how best he has packaged it. You would think it's a boutique thing. You will go and spend your money in a boutique. And the boutique people will be chasing you. Yeah, the person went to force and pick it and iron it and use it. Divine placement. The person knows what goes with his body and what goes with his color. He just, she does that or he does it and it's okay. And to you, it's intimidation. I also have to get some to wear. When your pocket cannot meet it. Tell somebody divine placement. The next point. It reveals God's supply, provision, and sustenance. Anytime you find your divine placement, you will find God's supply. You will find God's provision. And you will be sustained by God. <laughs> if you have not found your divine placement, master, no matter what you do, you will not be sustained. Genesis chapter 2, 9 to 14. Are we being blessed? And it said, out of the ground, the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight. And good for what? Food. Say good for food. Because they were in their divine place, God made things to grow. Say grow. Say grow. If you are in your divine place, things automatically grow for you. Connections come. Opportunities come. Doors open. Favors will locate you. Even when you don't want it, it will be pursuing you. God will send things your way that you don't understand. Tell somebody be divinely placed. Ah. When you are, look, everything you expect, it will be coming to you. Sometimes your cough, your thought, your imagination, all of a sudden you begin to fall in place. Because why? You are in divinely place. Right timing. Right place. Right things. Things will begin to work for you like that. You, you will begin to experience certain kind of favors you have never thought of. And out of the ground. God commanded it out. Say out of the ground. Say out of the ground. The thing is in the ground. But because the people have been divinely placed, it was coming out. In this house, things are coming out of this ground. You can only have it if you are divinely placed. People will walk in here, not one month, not two months, but just days and things are happening for them. There are people here who have testimony. There are people who even use my signature, just my signature that I have signed on something for them. And they can only lay their hand on it and claim a blessing and they have a blessing. And you are lay hands on you several times and nothing happens to you. And you say that pastor will be praying, nothing happens. What is wrong with you? You don't know where you are. Simple. I remember there was a lady who had a skin challenge. She's gone to hospital. They've cut her skin, taken it to South Africa. They've done all kinds of tests. They've done everything and she was not working. And she was an usher in the church. But when we were at the she's married now. So she was the husband. They've relocated to Domi area. And said so one day she got angry, took her anointing oil, stood in the room and said, God, if you indeed call Reverend Ismaila and his 
You are servant and you know you called it. I am going to apply this oil on my body. I don't want the rashes to go in one month or one week. I want to see it right now. How many of you remember that testimony? At the just hotel. She applied it on her body and instantly the rashes disappeared. Where the rashes passed or where they came from, she can't find it. Divine placement. Somebody also will be there. I will even pray for the person separately and nothing will happen. Because one is a block. The other one is a conduit that can carry something. I, do you know where you are? A woman walked in here. She was having fibroid. Entered here and the Lord touched her and everything disappeared. Divine placement. Divine. Divine placement. And yet you can lay hands on some people. A gentleman was arthritis in South Africa. Divine placement. I just pray for the gentleman. Left him. The next time I went, the arthritis and the soil and everything had disappeared. He became my photographer taking pictures. Hello? There are people who like to only shake my hands. And when they shake my hands, they have a miracle the next day. Divine placement. And yet you will shake my hands and look at my face. I will smile. Out of the ground, the Lord God made every tree grow. Man didn't put any effort there. Show me what effort man put there. Man didn't put, you see, in divine placement, it doesn't take your energy. Oh, come on. I don't know who I am preaching to this morning. Are are you in the house? I said, in divine placement, it doesn't take your energy. You just need to position yourself for the wind to carry you. You don't need to do anything in gliding. You know gliding? In gliding. Those who do this sea gliding and all those things, they have this stick or look like stick and they have these long things and then the storm will come and then they all that they need to do is that it's by gliding. The rule is that just locate the storm and just Put, pitch your body and your thing to the storm. And whilst you successfully do it, it is the storm, the wave. The wave that is coming, that is what will carry you. And the wave will carry the person. You see the person go, she, and then you even roll, and he's still going. All that you need to do is just to calculate to be in line with the storm. In the same vein, if you are individually placed, all that you need is to position yourself. The wind just carries you. You don't struggle. Listen, you don't struggle. If you are divinely placed in the work, it doesn't matter how much they pay you. You will do so many things with the money than somebody who is being paid more. Out of the ground, effortless. That's somebody effortless. If you are not divinely placed, you put in more effort. And yet you have little results. But when you are divinely placed, little effort, more results. And out of the ground, the Lord God made every tree to grow. That is pleasant to the sight and good for food. And it is what? Pleasant. Say pleasant. That blessing becomes pleasant. It doesn't become tasteless. It doesn't become, uh, uh, what do you call it? Contentious. It doesn't become contaminated. It becomes pleasant. To the sight for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden. The tree of knowledge of good and evil. Can you imagine? 
There was life there. There was knowledge. In a place of divine placement, you have supply which will give you life, which will give you knowledge. What else do you want? When you go further, he says that now a river went out of Eden to water the garden. And from there, it parted and became four river heads. Say four river heads. In, in this place, in the place of divine supply, all natural resources, all resources you are looking for was there. There was gold. There was copper. There was iron. There was silver. There was, name it. What do you look for? Everything is there. So in your place of divine, Placement. Every supply you are looking for is there. That's why you meet people. They just entered into a work. The next time you see their color changes. Their life changes. Everything around them has changed. You look at them and say, ah, you have changed, oh. And they'll be laughing. It's the work. Others go into another place. Just by one month, you look at them, they are old. Work hazard. <laughs> Somebody say mercy. You, are, you didn't decide to be old, but you are old. Amen. Tap somebody and tell the person, be divinely placed. Tell the person, be divinely placed. Because you see, if you are not divinely placed, you, first, you get frustrated. And these things I'm teaching you are practical things that you should be able to relate to. Practical. Like I was telling you about my experience. I tell people now, I was telling somebody, I was sharing, I said, if you dash me anything in the States or in the US, it's not that it's bad. Or Europe or Germany, it's not that it's bad. But the truth is that I have learned by discernment that I am divinely placed in Ghana. I can go anywhere, but I will still have to come back. I don't know whether you understand me. When I travel out, I see people can spend months. Thank God for the grace you carry. I don't want to dispute it. I don't want to fight you because that's your grace. But me, if I go and I'm spending one week and I'm entering to two weeks, it's like I have lost something. I have to come back. Even the bed, it might be as comfortable as anything. I will not enjoy it again. The food will not be taste. The food will be tasteless in my mouth. I, I begin to feel sick as if I should run back. Somebody else will be there and will enjoy it. But me, I cannot. So I have learned that it is here and all that I come from. So I'll be here and all and move out. <laughs> Amen. So sometimes I get to immigration point and the immigration officers look at me in disbelief. How many days are you spending? Five days. It's like, ah. You travel all this way. Sometimes I go for three days. My program is in three days. I leave Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. By Monday, I'm here. Sometimes I travel. I travel to Lagos one morning. I came back in the evening. I'm okay. Up to today. I know a man who says that it is only student duty, Gary. Up to today, I enjoy my Gary. And my granite. If you can see me doing my soaking, ah, you will enjoy it. Am I talking to somebody? I don't care whether you are eating your salad or you are eating whatever. Whatever I have, I'll eat. It's important. Up to today, no matter how I dress, I remember I don't know where I'm coming from. It's important for you to know. It's critical. You see, when you do that, you have peace. 
Look, I can sleep. I don't struggle to sleep. I don't get worried. Look, when I'm troubled, that is when I sleep better. If you like, wake me up. Let me land on the bed again. I'll sleep. Can ask my wife. It's not a struggle. People meet me and say, don't you worry about this project. I say, worry? I sleep. Because God has to worry for himself. It is not me for worry. I am in my divine placement. So he fixes it. People look at it and they can't understand how it is done. It is not me. Are you understanding me? But when you are in your divine placement, provision is there. Simple. Tap somebody and tell them, say, find your place. Tell the person, find your place. It is very, very important. Find it. Supply comes to you automatically. Don't, don't, don't follow popular things because somebody is doing it. I'm also doing it. Divine placement. Divine placement. Divine placement. I love it. Ask somebody, do you know where you are? <laughs> when you are divinely placed, anywhere you go, you return with booties. You don't come empty-handed. It is never possible. Senepa, possibly. It cannot be possible. It cannot be possible. You have to return with something. You can't say you are empty. You will come loaded. If you are in your divinely place, work will pursue you. Can I go on? If you are divinely placed, marriage becomes easy. You know, be working and for the men to see. You don't advertise yourself, they will look for you. Oh, go ahead and give the Lord a clap off if you understand what I'm talking about. If you are not in the valley place, you even allow your handkerchief to fall and then you go slowly and pick it and look at their face. Whether they are looking at you, nobody saw you. <laughs> Somebody say, Mercy. <laughs> Amen. The next point, it reveals God's assignment for us. In our divine placements, God's assignment is revealed. God's assignment is revealed. Sometimes you are in church. You don't know what to do. Should I do this? Should I not do this? Where should I go? And all those things. If you know you are divinely placed, nobody will force you to serve. If you find anybody that is having attitude in service, in serving in the house of the Lord, the person doesn't in the first place know why he is in the place he is in the first place. Simple. But when you know why you are there, your passion is there. I don't believe if you look at me, you will think that I am in ministry because of necessity. Then you make a mistake. You will see that I have a passion in what I'm doing. I remember when I was even teaching the Sunday school, those days, when I got saved, Sunday school, I would teach the children and keep them. Their parents would come and line up. I don't care. I am ministering Holy Ghost baptism to these children. I will make sure you speak in tongues before I release you. Children, oh. <laughs> huh? And the parents would come and stand. And, and they would get angry. I look at their face and pretend I'm not even seeing them. Today, most of those children, some of them are pastors, prophets, they are 
working in the bank. They are in higher places. Facebook, they will sometimes say, they will remind me of the time. In fact, they even remember things I was teaching them. I prepared. I didn't know I will be a pastor today. I prepared notes like I'm teaching adults. Passion. I serve with passion, with joy. I'll close from the hotel. Uh, uh, what do you call? I'll go for night in the morning. When I land, I am in the church. Seven. I'll close from church, go home, sleep only for two hours, jump on the next available bus, straight to the hotel. I'm going to serve again. I serve with passion that whenever they are doing the duty rota, they will know that as for Ismaila, his Sunday, he has to go to church. And the British supervisors and everything know me for that. And they will give me that off. So that I'll go to church. And sometimes when it is critical, we are going to be busy. They'll say, okay, fine. Go in the morning, but in the evening, they would make sure I come in the evening. So I'll go to church. I take them with passion. Youth camp. You ask your children who I've been ministering to. I was somewhere and a, a, a young lady came to me with a mother. And the mother said, oh, my daughter said this, this year they couldn't get you at the youth camp. Because this year at the youth camp, I was supposed to speak for both the, this district youth camp and Sakmono youth camp. And in between, I was called by the highest hierarchy authority that I should travel with them. So I have to leave. And I couldn't go. He said, my daughter said you were not able to make it. And they missed you a lot. Passion. And, and listen, I preach for these people and I don't take anything. I met with Lagos students. They were here before they, this thing. They came in here. I have revival with them. When I finish, I bless them rather. All the offerings I took, I gave it back to them. I don't take a penny. Passion. And this day I'm telling you, you can go and check. It's not about money. It's about love for what I do. And out of it, the blessings follow. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't get this, anything you are doing, what is in there for me? What is in there for me? What can I get? How much are you paying me? How much am I mean, you don't understand. Out of my passion for service when I got to work at La Pam, children's service, I was teaching them. And one of the children got to know that. I didn't know even how she got to know. And went and told the mother that teacher Smiler doesn't have work. I was in my room crying and praying. And a woman came and knocked at my door. They traced where I was living in Nungwasam Lungu. Behind the cemetery. This woman came pack her car because the car will not pack her car. They walked through the Lungu axe and knock at my door. He said, Do you want to work at the hotel? I said, hey. <laughs> Follow that. They took me straight to the place. When I got in there, ah, they took me. People were queuing at the gate. And when I got a job, the security man would look at my face and said, Hey, you are lucky. I said, You don't know. <laughs> lucky now, Becca. It's passion. Passion. Why am I sharing this thing with you? Sometimes, if you don't know your divinely, where you are divinely placed, you do things with attitude. Because where you are the only place where your supply is. When I was going to marry, I didn't have parents to follow me. My father died very early. And it was, my mother also died when I was in second, uh, training college. And 
my family members refused to follow because they said I have moved from Islam and become a Christian. It's a taboo for them. They will never come. If I call them to go to the Masalachi, they will wear their boo and follow me. But for this place, they are not going. But for my passion, my covenant family, passionate. I, I do evangelism, Bible study. I won so many awards. I'll come and protect the pictures one day for you to see. I did it passionately. Out of it, I got people who stood in as my parent, gathered everything, carried it on their head, and followed me to go and marry my wife. Passion. Anybody you meet today that will mention my name to him says he knows me. It's not because I became a pastor here. They knew me way back. And they will still say that your fire has not gone down. Because why? I love God with all my heart. I love him like David. Take not your sweet Holy Spirit away from me because I have no by revelation that this is where my life is. I have no by revelation that this is where I belong. I have learned by revelation that this is my divinely placed place. So I don't joke with it. Do you know where you are? It reveals God's supply, provision, and sustenance. And it reveals God's assignment for us. In your divine place, you will know God's assignment. Genesis 2.15. Let me read that quickly and I'll end. And we'll continue. Then Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. Tell somebody to tend and keep it. Tell somebody to tend and keep it. When you find your divine place, where your assignment is, assignment is work. Are you there with me? And you will preserve everything that comes to you. You will take care of it. You will make sure it's intact. You don't destroy it. You will keep it. And people will come and get it. And they will also benefit from it. You will do something that somebody will come and see and say, that, Ah, you did right. And you did well. Am I talking to somebody here? It's important for you to know that in your divine placement, your assignment is there. If you don't hear your divine placement, you work within the company as if you are also a tourist. Oh, yeah. You will tell the difference between a lazy worker and a committed worker by they knowing the assignments. The committed worker who can get up early work like people will say, ah, the work is for your father. And the one who will be doing it like he's holding it and he's not doing it, that one who is behaving this way doesn't know that that place he is, is his assignment. But the one who is doing it with all his heart knows that that is my assignment. And as long as that work is in place, my life is in place. As long as that work is in place, my home is in place. My health is in place. My joy is in place. God bless you for this message as you understand me. very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Legon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgceastlegon.com or email to yahwehtempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service. And Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. 
God bless you. My Lord with you, I know I'm covered, no greater